Hello, friends. Hello, runners. Hope all of you are doing well. This is Coach Bala here. Congratulations for finishing the second week of Season 11 training. Oh, my God. I thought that we just get started. We just got started. And already two weeks in, the warm-up phase of Season 11 is over. I know a lot of you uh, had travel. Many of you are sick. I don't know why this time a lot of uh, sick uh, issues, viral, some viral must be going around across the board. A lot of people are sick and they all have gotten better and uh, travels have completed. Everybody is slowly getting into a normal rhythm of life. And uh, as it so happens, that's when our regular season starts as well with a new year behind us with uh, some additional motivation from this group. I think we are ready to sort of conquer the world. Okay, if not the world at least let's conquer ourselves first uh so congrats guys for doing that uh two weeks of warm-up done we are getting into the uh the regular season starting tomorrow sunday uh a rest day after the long run uh for 5k runners you've already completed your one week of uh warm-up and you've finished your first week of your first miso uh three-week miso training um all of you please go and take a look at your final search we have already uploaded the Next three weeks training program, and uh, let's uh, let's make that work. So for today, I wanted to give a bunch of sort of small small messages uh, that sort of helps us in you know slowly coming together as a team in thinking about the training program. So the first one uh, is this notion of twenty one days that we all shoot for every season. Uh, I'm sure you would have heard it in other places too. Um, you know, especially for those 280 plus new runners, uh, this is something uh, I really want you all to sort of focus on, uh, which is, you know, if you get into a training like this, if you get into a structured training program like this, um, I've always told you that the first big decision is to sign up, which you all have done. Congratulations. That itself requires uh, a level of commitment, a level of decision making, a level of being comfortable with uh, with with sort of discomfort uh, and the unknown and then signing up for it. So that requires a kudos, which uh, I'm very proud of all of you. But then comes the next part of that journey is to sort of follow through with that decision. Uh, this following through with the decision, if you think of it as a 16-week journey or 18-week journey and then the race and the end, it becomes a too daunting task mentally to start thinking about, my how do I follow through? You will get all these doubts and all that. So let's forget about all that. Let's just focus on one huge milestone that is coming in front of us, which is the 21 days milestone. Now, it is a well-known fact that if you want to create any habit, good or bad, if you do that for 21 days, your brain gets sort of accustomed to that and it becomes a habit. And the beauty of something becoming a habit is that the inertia that your body normally provides, the mind that you normally provides for starting that activity will start dramatically going down. You know, typically, when you, especially in the running and, uh, and uh, strength parallels, the real problem is to put on that shoe and start the run. Once you start the run, everything falls into place. But the first part, which is to put on the shoe, get out of your couch, put on the shoe and start the run is where the maximum problem happens. I know that you have experienced it. I've experienced it. I experience it even now. Everybody experiences it. So it's about that trying to reduce that inertia as much as possible. And one way of doing that is when this becomes a habit. For instance, in the morning, 
getting up in the morning and brushing your teeth is a habit. It's not like you face a lot of inertia for brushing your teeth, right? Because it's already part of your habit. Your brain is like already ready for it. It's already, there is no, it's not even trying, uh, you know, to sort of give you some reasons to not do it, nothing. This is what we want to do. We want to train our mind to make this part of your habit. And that habit, it is well researched that 21 days of doing something makes the brain adopt and accept it as a habit. So that is our first big milestone, uh, ladies and gentlemen. We are in day 14, two weeks in, or in other words, one more week from now, you are in that milestone. So let us hunker down and get to that. Now, there's 21 days of not missing anything. So for those of you who are sick, who are sort of traveling, all that stuff, whenever you have started, add 21 days from that time. And 21 days of training means you don't necessarily have to do it even in rest day. Rest day is part of training. So four days of run, let's say uh, two days of strength activity, then one day of rest, That's or two days of rest, that is the par for the course. And that's part of the training. So that's seven days. You do that for three days, three weeks. You are in that first big milestone in this find your milestone season. So let's get to that 21 days. All the very best. Especially for those of you who have done already two weeks and not missed anything. One more week. And then that inertia will go down dramatically. <clears throat> As part of not missing anything, it is also a great time for me to bring up another uh, sort of uh, a tradition in RHWD which is we believe that we need to measure. When you measure something, that starts improving. Mm -hmm. And we want to give that as a gift to our runners. So we have designed a system called a metrics dashboard where every three weeks, once the regular season starts, coaches will provide you a sort of a qualitative and a quantitative report card of how you are doing your training. It is not based on how fast you do and how you know, efficient you are in running. It is not that. This is about whether you're doing it or not. If you do all the things that uh, are given to you without fail for the last three weeks, you get a five auto, five auto out of five auto. You're walking on water. You're amazing. Your training is going phenomenal. Uh, if you miss one or two runs here and there, you know, then or one or two strength activities here and there, you know, the scores keeps going down uh, basis, a certain framework that we use. So we always think that if you get a four and above, then you are really doing very well. Yes, you missed few, but you're still doing really well. Uh, if you're doing three and above, you know, you're satisfactory. Anything less than three, then you know what? Uh, you're definitely dropping the ball. Uh, this is not your priority. You might have problems later on. That's what it means if it's below three. And if you're two and below, that just means that you're not on it probably we will the coach will request you to sort of move to light or move out of the program because for some reason you're not able to do that. If you're already in light anyway, uh, there is no scoring. This is only for pro runners, pro uh, category runners. So the goal here is, guys, let's hit for five auto. You're a new year. Let's aim for the peak. And if you think that five auto is not possible, let me come and let me be the first one to tell you, no, it is possible. There are hundreds of runners, kids who have done a five auto not just one miso for the entire season. That means they've not missed anything for the entire season. Why entire season? There are a handful of runners, 20, 25 runners, who have never missed anything across multiple seasons. Or in other words, they are a multi-season fight auto. Think about that. Let's say that runner has been here for five seasons. If he has got, he or she has got a fight auto across five seasons, that means for the last two and a half years, this runner hasn't missed a single thing. How incredible is that? 
So it is possible. So why I'm asking you is why I'm saying this is as you enter your regular season. <coughs> note the metrics dashboard is coming to you. Let's I want to give you all the very best. Let's shoot for the best. Fight auto, not missing anything. And uh, there is a strategy involved in it. Not missing anything means what? The reasons why people miss something, of course, one is laziness, but that's not the only reason. Injury, you know, because you're traveling and not planning properly, all of these things come in. So if you are, if you want to be a fire auto runner, you got to make sure that you don't get injured. One of the ways of getting injured, not get, one of the ways of getting injured is overdoing it, not listening to instructions, doing things that we know will cause injury, but haven't listened to the coach corner messages like this, for instance. And just going and doing rookie mistakes and then eventually having an injury. So getting a fight auto is not just about running, not just about being present and somehow doing. It's also about the strategy of your execution over the season. That needs to be in place for you to get fired. Okay. So I, I really wish we uh, put a high water mark. Uh, I think uh, last season about, uh, if I'm not mistaken, about 75 to 80 runners had a fight auto. Or in other words, about 10% of the roster had a fight auto. Why don't we shoot for 25% this season? Let's see if we can get a 25% of the runners for this roster having a fight auto score um, by end of the season, the entire season. Okay, so go for it. So that's item number two I wanted to talk about. So as part of that fight auto, the strength training is also an important one. So you need to enter strength training manually. So the idea, the, the way we know that you've done strength training is you click on the edit button, enter how you felt and enter how long you did it manually. Forget about connecting directly to the watch and all because for strength training, it really doesn't work that much. That, if it works, that's great. But we would like to see, unless the final search has the input on how long you've done, it won't know whether you've done strength training or not. And we won't know that if you have, nothing is entered, we'll assume you haven't done strength training. It's sort of a you know, gentleman, ladies code between the, uh, the runner and the coach for strength training. So if you want to be in the fight auto bandwagon, make sure you do your strength training first, not miss it, which is a very standard mistakes many people do, many runners do. But after doing it, make sure you enter it so that you get the credit for doing it. Okay. So that's the that's that part of it. Um, I also want to talk a little bit uh, about the warm-up, the dynamic uh, stretching at the beginning of every run and also, we are providing you some post-runs uh, stretching. But let me focus on the dynamic stretching. Uh, Coach Srivatsan, I think, or uh, was it Coach Srivatsan or Coach Srikant, talked about it in the Coach's uh, first uh, weekend message, the fireside chat we had. Talked a little bit about it, but I want to do a little bit more double-click now that you're entering regular season. So, in, uh, in the annals of uh, sort of running, uh, you know, over the years it has developed, there was a time when people used to do just static stretching. Static stretching, as we all know, right? Like a yoga is a static stretching, for instance, wherein you are holding a pose for some time at an extended or a, a muscle extended position, wherein you are literally pulling the sort of the muscles, stretching it. That's why it's called stretching. And when the muscle gets stretched, you know, it gets uh, easier. It gets more elastic, so to speak. And because it's more elastic at the end of the day, flexibility is about muscles coming in, expanding and contracting. So you are sort of increasing the length of the muscle and thereby it is able to do a little bit more expansion contraction over time. That's the idea behind stretching. But as the science developed, you know, 
it takes eight weeks of such static stretching for any measurable increase in length of the muscle, which is what, you know, typically uh, everyone thinks that we should do stretching so that, you know, it stretches the muscle and it uh, sort of another way of saying somebody says it warms up the muscle. You know, these are all like very common sort of fallacies on stretching. Like as if when you do stretching, it sort of gets heated up. And when it is hot, it can perform better. Mm, not, not really. Or when you do stretching, like more blood flows into that. So it's ready for uh, action. Yeah, a little bit. But really that stretch, there may be another way of getting a better blood circulation there, right? So as the science developed, so the stretching thing, uh, the thoughts also sort of got refined. And the current thinking is, the idea behind especially stretching before a run is to trigger the nerve muscle pathways, you know? So if you think about it, when you run, let's assume there are about 100 muscles that needs to get activated while you're running, okay? Now, there are some muscles, let's say 40, 50 of them, you use it on a regular basis, you use it. It's not like you, it's not, you don't need a run uh, to do that. So the pathways that the brain, you know, sending the signals through the right nerves to the right muscles, it's already there. The pathway is trained well. So brain knows how to send that muscle to activate that muscle. Now, at the end of the day, brain is everything. Muscle has to get activated. The art, act of running is what? Muscles expanding and compressing, right? And this muscle expansion and contraction is done by those signals, electrical impulses coming from the brain. To sort of uh, expand, uh, to sort of expand, and then the signal is not that it contracts back like a spring. That's really the mechanical way the muscles are working, isn't it? So unless the brain signal comes to the muscle, the muscle is not getting activated. If the muscle is not getting activated, it's like a dead mass. It's not really helping you, you know. So the idea behind this, back to the stretching discussion, is let's say if hundred muscles are required for a perfect run. You know, 30, 40 muscles in any human being is just getting activated because of other activities that we normally do. We use muscles for all mobility, right? But the remaining 60 muscles that needs to be activated, we need to ensure that this nerve muscle connection pathways are sort of uh, reminded and supple and be ready during the running. And the way to do that is dynamic stretching. So the idea of dynamic stretching, you know, phone call, So the idea of dynamic stretching uh, is around this notion of activating the muscle movement very similar to running. By activating it in a slow controlled manner, you are sort of allowing the brain signals to just get started, you know, to start activating those muscles. So that is why it's dynamic and stretching because they're activating the muscle. So, you know, when you do that, it does get stretched. It's not as if it doesn't get stretched. But the goal, goal of dynamic stretching is that muscle nerve uh, impulse activation. So when you start doing that, then what happens is you do 44, 10-15 minutes of dynamic stretching, If you the, the ones that we have provided you, pretty much in back to my analogy, all 100 muscles at least, you know, theoretically speaking, gets activated and the brain muscle connection is established again. Because of that, when you start running, then all the muscle starts getting activated. So you get a better running as opposed to starting cold. Yeah. So that's really the idea behind dynamic stretching, you know, activating it and hence static stretching, it won't get activated because in dynamic stretching, you're actually simulating the muscles 
that will be simulated as if you're running. Think about that. So that's the uh, the newest sort of uh, thought process on dynamic stretching. So don't take that as a, you know, optional activity. Definitely do that. And once you do it a couple of times or maybe 10 times, you will know the sequence. You can do it in like, you know, uh, five to seven minutes, you will finish it off. And then you are ready to go for a run. So that's on the on the warm-up side of things. So till now, if you think about it, I stretched on the importance of the 21 days, the main meso, the main sort of milestone that's coming up. I talked about five auto, the, the best in class, you know, a workout uh, and regimen uh, that you should shoot for. Let's shoot for 25% of pro runners this time, maybe uh, with your help, of course. Of which strength training entry is important. Then we talked about the importance of meso, uh, about warm-up, dynamic stretching. And then the last one I want to tell you today is about the kind of, let's just give you a quick sense of what the overall framework of training is. So the way the frame, the training, as I said, this is a structured training process program. This is not, uh, you know, there is a method to this madness, as I always call it. So the way this is done is the least count of training in terms of duration is a week, as you know, because we have a plan for a week, right? So every week there is a certain plan. But the way the training plan is created is we think through this as meso cycles. Each meso cycle in RHWB is three weeks uh, long. So we create a plan for three weeks. And that plan has a certain uh, uh, strategy in place. And then once that meso is done, then we do the second meso, next three weeks. Then comes the third meso, another three weeks. So nine weeks is done. Then we give one week of rest mental and physical rest, which is a very RHWB unique thing. It's not a thing, but this is something all right from beginning we have done. People love it. They just say, okay, this one week rest, let me just enjoy life kind of thing. Uh, Your body, mind, everything gets rested. And then the fourth MISO, which we call it the peak MISO, which is the maximum mileage after the rest. So you do a peak MISO for another three weeks. And then there is two weeks of taper to the rest week. That's the framework. And the training principle that we use in this framework is the the notion of what you train for gets trained. Okay. Seems very simple statement, but it's very deep. What you are training for is what will improve. The corollary of the statement is if we ask you to train for A and you do B, then the entire strategy or execution plan for that MISO is getting lost, right? So we have a theme for every MISO. So the first MISO theme that you're all getting into is for us to hunker down and become really good in executing conversational pace running. That's really what we're trying to do. So this MISO By the end of first MISO, I would like many runners to be really good at conversational pace. How do we define really good? When you finish your run and look back at your metrics, you should see a heart rate is sort of stable. Your cadence is stable. You are not rushing in the first two miles and then slowing down. You're kind of giving a flat sort of run, much lower than what you can maybe give. But you're giving a flat run. You're controlling all your metrics. That's really a conversational pace. And you would know you're doing conversational because uh, conversational pace because you'll be able to hold a conversation. In fact, by end of this MISO, you should test yourself, give a call to your spouse or a friend. And, you know, if, I'm, if you're running a three-mile run, 
call him or her at two and a half mile and have a conversation and see whether the other person is able to figure out whether you're running. Okay. So that's what I would say today, folks. Um, the messages. I'm so excited to kickstart the regular season for all of you. Let's get to that 21 day milestone. Think about that five auto, which will start the measurement starting next week uh, for all. And 5K it's already started from last week. We only give measurements for regular season. Make sure you enter your strength. Do your strength and enter it properly in final search for good full credit. And then you know the, the meaning of dynamic stretching, which is not an optional thing to do. It is a way for you to activate the brain-muscle connection or the nerve-muscle connection. And then finally, uh, I hope you understood the meso-cycle framework. Every meso, we have a strategic rational for every meso. And we try to train for that rational. And that rational is what will improve. And the rational for the first MISO is about nailing your conversational pace ability to run. Okay. Thank you, folks. Enjoy the rest of the weekend. Keep doing the good work. Congratulations. And keep, let's keep running and find that milestone. Take care, guys.